All right, this morning in our Baptist history, we are going to study number 23 of 50 Baptists that, that everybody should know. And some of you might be saying, you know, we're running out of Sundays. Um, we're at 23. We're, more, we're past the halfway point in the year. Um, I know some of you lay awake at night worrying about this. Um, we don't have 50 Sunday schools during a year, I just realized. Yeah, we, we probably have like an average of once, once a month and we don't have Sunday school. So we may have to do something very unorthodox, which will be un- unusual for our church uh, to do. Uh, so, and we may have to take those 50 into the 2021. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope you purists won't send me death threats or leave the church or anything over that. But uh, So we're on number 23. And this morning, this is um, one of my favorites. We've spoken about this man um, many times over. But this morning's um, Baptist that I think everybody should should know about is uh, Pastor John Leland, and I I want to say that John Leland is probably one of the one of the most important men in American history. Um, some will say, "Oh, you're, you know, you're you're overstating it." Well, maybe, and I'll let you decide as we as we tell his story. And um, but John Leland was born in Massachusetts in 1754. When he was 18 years old, he had a very interesting event in his life. He said he was returning from my frolics or evening diversions. He said, when I was impressed with the words, words as clear as if they were spoken from the heavens. And those words were, you are not about the work which you have got to do. He said, I stood amazed and turning around to see if somebody was talking to me. He said, it seemed that the, the, the words were audible. And he said, uh, it seemed that there was a work of more weight than a mountain, which I had yet to perform. He wasn't saved at that time. He was saved uh, about a year later. He was baptized by Elder uh, Noah Alden, who, interestingly enough, had been baptized by Shubal Stearns. And he was called to preach almost immediately after, um, after that, and he matured very quickly in his, new, in his newfound faith. Um, he, he felt the Lord calling him to Virginia. Again, he lived in Massachusetts and began traveling as an itinerant preacher. God quickly revealed to him the work that he uh, was called to do. Um, he was was going to be an evangelist and a pastor through these years, but um, the persecution in Virginia was at its height. And I mentioned uh, two weeks ago that 43, when we studied John Weatherford, 43 Baptist preachers had been jailed in Virginia uh, for, for preaching without a license mostly. And uh, this really stirred Leland into action as he moved now into Virginia, into that hotbed of, of persecution. In 1777, John and his wife, Sally, um, joined, uh, moved to Orange County, Virginia, joined the uh, Mount Pony Baptist Church, and Leland began preaching out of that church with great success through the whole region there in central, uh, central Virginia. Uh, as the War of Independence ended, of course, we're right at the end of the, of the war now, um, if, you, if you follow the time, timing, Virginia found itself at the front of a very, another line of, of battle, a very different one, and the struggle for freedom of conscience. Um, when the Constitution was written, Leland and other Baptist pastors realized that this was their chance and they needed to move swiftly um, in order to secure religious freedom. Most people probably think that when the Constitution was written, um, you know, there was religious freedom in America, and that's not the case. The Anglican Church had an even more firm grip on the country. Um, Everybody was taxed. This is one of the, the big issues in that day. But everybody, every citizen, 
all, all of us here, would, be, would have been taxed to support the Anglican pastors, whether you went to those churches or not. And this, of course, really was a problem for the Baptists. They, they uh, chafed against that. But um, Leland uh, uh, was the key author in many, uh, many petitions that were circulated. Uh, many found their way to the Virginia legislature calling for complete uh, religious, religious liberty. And so I'm going to give you a little history. I hope this doesn't bore you, but when the Constitution was written, it was submitted to the states for ratification. So the, the, there was a Constitutional Convention, and the Constitution was written uh, mostly as we have it today, and it was submitted back to the, to the states, the colonies, for ratification. And that meant that each state would have to deal with the pros and cons of, of what they thought the Constitution was at a grassroots level, and they would decide to send representatives back to, I believe it was Philadelphia, to, to have a ratifying convention, to ratify the Constitution. And Leland, as he read the Constitution, as the Constitution came and people, you know, it was a bestseller, people uh, gathered it up and read it and they were just trying to figure out what, what's, what's in this new document that will, that will direct the course of the new nation. Um, his eye found that there were key provisions missing. And... Um, he was looking for a declaration of full religious liberty. And so because it's not in the Constitution, he decided to oppose the Constitution, and he would vote against ratification. He would support somebody who would vote against ratification. And at this time, all eyes were on Virginia. Arguably, Virginia at this time is the most important state in the Union. It is the most populous state by far. Uh, it has uh, name recognition, you know, George Washington, James Madison, uh, uh, James Monroe, a lot of people, uh, 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 sorry, I'm blanking on a couple names, but uh, people looked to Virginia, and the whole country was looking to Virginia to see what they were going to do. Well, um, now we turn our eyes to James Madison. Excuse me for skipping there, but we turned our eyes to, to James Madison. And James Madison was in New York at this time. He was writing the Federalist Papers. He was a huge proponent of the Constitution. In fact, he's called the father of the, of the Constitution. He basically wrote, wrote the Constitution that we have today. And uh, he had been sent by Virginia to the convention to, to put together the Constitution. And it was assumed that he would easily win re-election and be sent back to ratify the Constitution. After all, he was one of the biz, biggest political names in the state. And again, more than anyone else in the country had authored the Constitution. So he was in New York writing the Federalist Papers when he received a letter from his father. And the, and the letter said, uh, the Baptists are now generally opposed to the Constitution. Two weeks later, he received another letter from a man named James Gordon. He said, I think it's incumbent upon you without delay to repair to this state, as the loss of the Constitution in this state may involve consequences more alarming, uh, most alarming to every citizen in America. Within days, he received another letter from a Baptist pastor, a pastor who had been jailed, one of those 43 pastors who had been jailed. And he said this, he said, The Constitution has enemies in Orange County. The preachers are much alarmed, fearing religious liberty is not sufficiently secured. He said, Mr. Leland, Mr. Bledsoe, Mr. Snyder are the most influential in public about it. Therefore, as Leland lies on your way to Fredericksburg, I would advise you to call on him and spend a few hours in his company. Enclosed, you'll find his objections. There is no Bill of Rights to secure religious liberty. Well, Madison left immediately for Virginia. He, on his way, just as this, uh, this letter had said, on his way to Fredericksburg, just north of Fredericksburg, was the farm where, where uh, James, I'm sorry, where John Leland lived. He went to Leland's home, 
And this is an interesting story, and I, I love this story. You know, we've told it before, but I just think this is one of those wonderful moments in history that, that, that I think everybody should know about. But um, when he got to the home, Sally, um, Leland's wife, said, you know, he's not here. He prays every morning in these woods uh, across the way, and you can find him in those woods. And so Madison did. Um, he found Leland praying in those woods. History does not record um, that morning what Madison came. Let me see if that's, yes, it's those woods behind the, behind the monument there. Um, history doesn't record what was said that morning, as, as, um, but we do know that Madison went in to convince Leland, and just the opposite happened. Madison came out of that meeting uh, fully supporting what Leland had said needed to be a Bill of Rights to, to, uh, to um, secure freedoms for citizens. Um, and in exchange, Leland agreed to support Madison uh, and, and the Constitution because he promised to put those bill of, that Bill of Rights in the, in the, uh, to amend the Constitution. Uh, with only days left before the, before the election, Leland went to work. And with Madison's promise, Leland persuaded the Baptists in Virginia uh, to vote for Madison. And Madison won by 15 votes. Um, that's important, as we'll point out here. Uh, Madison was good to his word. After the Constitution was ratified, he then wrote uh, the, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. And the first one is, of course, the, the amendment that, that uh, solidifies religious freedom for, for all Americans. Um, you know, historians agree that Madison's presence at the convention is the reason the Constitution was ratified. Remember I said that all eyes were on Virginia, and literally all eyes were on Madison. How would he vote? Had he voted another way, many states would have voted that way. Uh, it, had Madison not appeared at the ratification con- convention um, and somebody else voted against the Constitution, there were states that would follow Virginia in that vote. So... Um, uh, his failure at the at the convention probably would have doomed the future of the United States. Until his death, John Leland was very humble uh, about this meeting that changed the course of America. Um, he said that it was overstated that the meeting, you know, people were making a bigger deal out of the meeting than it was. But Madison, Jefferson, and Washington disagreed. Um, he eventually would return to Massachusetts, his home, and he would pastor there the First Baptist Church of Cheshire until until his death. And God gave him a long life of, of pastoring, evangelistic work, and opposing religious, uh, liber- opposing religious, opp- religious oppression uh, throughout New England. It is estimated that John Leland traveled a distance equivalent to three times around the earth. Uh, he preached 8,000 sermons, led hundreds of the Lord, baptized 1,278 uh, people. His importance to the cause of Christ and this country cannot be exaggerated. Uh, Dr. Uh, Richard Weeks who's considered to be the eminent fundamental Baptist historian of the 20th century, he said this. He said, without John Leland, because of the implications that would result without the Constitution that we have today, there wouldn't be a United States of America. It would be something totally different. And I think that's a very strong statement that we, that we should consider. And on his tombstone, as I show you here, um, these words, here lies the body of John Leland, who labored 67 years to promote uh, piety and, vi- and vindicate the civil and religious rights of all men. And just this morning, I want to thank the Lord for raising up this man, John Leland, and for John Leland answering that call and um, doing what the Lord was asking him to do in this, this, very, this most critical time in, in our country's history. So I think it's a wonderful story. Uh, a few years ago, I was able to go to, uh, I showed you a picture of, uh, a few slides ago, 
there's a little corner. It's not, it says it's a park. It's just a little corner. And somebody has taken the time to erect um, a couple of monuments and a sign that they call the Madison-Leland uh, Park. And you can see the woods. You could walk in those woods where that, that meeting took place. And I think it's just a, an exciting moment in history. Uh, changed the course of American history. I want to thank the Lord for these men this morning. Um, I do want to mention a book that I would recommend uh, if you're interested. Um, William Cathcart is a Baptist historian of the 1800s, and I believe this would be taken from his larger work. So we have his larger work in the bookstore, or at least it's available. But um, Baptist Patriots and the American Revolution, which is uh, just a small book, 100 pages, which is fascinating read about um, these men and these women that we've studied here in the last couple of weeks uh, of the uh, uh, prior to the American Revolution and during the American Revolution. So if you're interested, I'll make sure that's in the bookstore, um, and I would highly recommend that this morning.